Hey, and welcome to a, another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. We're back to the original uh, intro again. I thought you guys had rewritten the intro. No, we were just screwing with you. Okay, good. Uh, hey, this <laughs> as usual. Hey, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today, Mr. Ryan Flurry. I'm back again. You're always here. You, it's how can you be back? You've never you never left. I did for a while. Oh yeah, Many that was a while. Ago. That was a, was a while ago. Uh, hey, look who else is here. Uh, it's Mr. Steve Barkley. You killed my father. Prepared to die. <laughs> Classic callback. Classic film. You should do that for like start like on a running gag. You just like do just like one liners movie. for movies. Yeah, like do <laughs> movie one liners for a month. <laughs> There you go. We just started something. Yeah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> Boom. We already started a thing. We Look just that. we just got here. We've refreshed the show. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now if we can only rebrand. <laughs> Figure that out. Uh, how are you gents today? Oh, just ducky. Excellent. I'm good. Thanks for asking. How are you, Rob? I'm good. Listen, it was a beautiful day. It's uh, cold. It is a little bit chilly, but I'll take the chilly and sunny yeah. skies over uh, rain. Indeed. Indeed. Whoa, that was freaky. <laughs> Yummy Coke. Wow, you guys, you wouldn't be able to do that again if you tried. Probably for not. the audience, there was no editing involved in that. That was totally natural. <laughs> that is what would happen if like Steve and Ryan merged into one person. <laughs> That's what happens when you work together for over 20 years. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Yeah, you're really sharing that brain, huh? Yep. Uh, We've got hey. two brain cells between us, and one of them's pushing the other one in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, hey, oh, yeah, we should mention, too, that uh, we have no Liz Malone today because, uh, well, we're recording this on Valentine's Day, and apparently she has a life. So, Or a love. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> we don't judge which is probably why that's why she's always getting the covid it's out there too much you figure yeah it's being it needs to be basement dwellers like us <laughs> yeah you can't be doing all that heavy breathing and not expect to get that's cold. right so no sympathy on this end for her then but yeah, no mo uh, mostly we're just jealous <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh all right enough of this hey ryan yes rob uh tell the fine folks at home what the heck we're doing today well today we are speaking with a guest who is a writer a performer and collaborator over at all bodies dance which i believe is a local vancouver organization so i'd like to welcome to the show adam grant warren welcome adam hi thanks for having me thanks for being here once again, Ryan manages to find yet another underachiever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We are, we're always joking with Ryan that he's always bringing on people uh, that are doing so much that makes us feel like a bunch of schlubs. So. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it messes with our self-esteem, but that's okay. We do a weekly podcast. I'm and... sorry? <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't be okay, sorry. Well, just keep doing what you're doing. Because if okay. you weren't doing it, we might have to, and we don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Well, listen, hey, let's. Uh, yeah, we want to thank you so much for for taking some time out of the day and uh, talking with us. We are excited to talk to you. Um, I've been doing a deep dive into uh, all bodies dance, and I love I love it. Um, so I'm really, uh, I'm really excited to, to talk to you and unpack a bit of it. But before we get into that, maybe you could just give, a, give our audience like a brief overview of, of yourself and a little bit of a brief overview of uh, what it is that you guys do over at All Bodies Dance. Well, um, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm originally from Newfoundland. Um, so uh, um, oh, I moved out here. Stop the show. Stop the show. Stop the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm originally from Newfoundland, um, and I moved out here, um, uh, I guess, God, it's got to be, so, oh, I moved out here in 08, so I've been out here for a minute now, um, but I came out here to study film at Vancouver Film School, made some films, um, ended up teaching at Vancouver Film School for a while, uh, I don't really, honestly, I don't really work in, in film a ton anymore, um, most of my work these days is in theater and performance, um, and dance. Um, yeah, I, I came out sort of wanting a career in film, came out here, moved out Western Newfoundland, wanting a career in film after I always kind of, I identify myself as a recovering, I guess I've recovered now, but you're always in recovery, a recovering high school English teacher. Um, so that's kind of where things, I guess, started. And then I, um, I spent a year in, uh, in, a little town just outside of London, England, teaching high school English. Um, and that's where my first play came from. Uh, it was not a great year. <laughs> um, and then I sort of went home to Newfoundland to regroup. Um, and things sort of tumbled out that I ended up going to Vancouver Film School. And uh, and I did some time, like I said, I did some time in film. And But my, my, my heart has always been in theater and performance. That's actually where my sort of my undergraduate degree is. I have a degree in English with a specialization in theater from Memorial University. Um, and uh, and I guess, yeah, my heart's always been in theater and performance. So uh, opportunity-wise, when I came out here sort of after film space and time, the the the, the opportunities were, were in theater and performance. And, um, and that's kind of where I found myself drawn back to. Um, <clears throat> I was working on the show, uh, I guess it would have been eight or nine years ago now, and the artistic director, she's artistic director uh, of... Um, of All Bodies Dance, Naomi Brand. She and I were working on a show together uh, that had nothing to do with dance, but um, it was a uh, some sort of storytelling theater with a group called Theater Terrific here in town. And uh, and we connected on that show. And she said, hey, I'm doing a thing and you should come. And so I went to her first, you know, or one of their first classes. And it was, uh, it was interesting for me. Um, because up until that point in my career, uh, both in Newfoundland and in Vancouver, I had always been the person, the one person in the room who was a chair user uh, among a bunch of sort of standing performers. It was like a bunch of standing performers and me. And uh, when I went to that first class, it was the first room that I was in uh, that I'd ever been in where there was uh, sort of an active combination of uh, uh, community dancers, uh, professional dancers, folks in wheelchairs, folks not in wheelchairs, folks who used other mobility devices, 
community folks, anyone, that's the whole thing, right? I mean, anyone who wants to dance with us can come and dance with us. Uh, we have a, a strong and vibrant sort of series of community programs where anyone can drop in and just what's this about? Anyone who's curious about movement, um, who, who likes to dance, who likes to move, you know, anybody that is alive is a body that dances, right? Um, and I think that, uh, that that's sort of one of the things we champion. We do have uh, a, a strong sort of contingent of professional dancers as well, myself and, and sort of a company core that do um, that are engaged professionally. But anyone, again, even our, some of our shows, our community shows, anyone who wants to perform can come and perform, right? Um, so that's all bodies. I think was for me. Uh, I guess the soundbite is. And this is something that I uh, that I say to folks. Um, you know, I speak on a lot of panels and stuff, and you know, uh, people ask if I have advice for sort of emerging artists. And my advice has become uh, to be prepared to be a different artist. I think than you were expecting to be. So I I came out here looking for film, uh, looking for a career in film and found a career in performance and dance uh, sort of just by happenstance and happy accident and and i'm better for it yeah i want to i want to sort of talk a little bit about um this this idea that uh, of integrated dance or I, I guess it's also you also kind of call it mixed ability because i i feel like and i and i don't know a lot about uh different dance companies but certainly i've never seen anything like this i i feel like this is a really unique perspective on building a dance program can you talk a little bit about the idea a little bit more about the idea of the integrated dance and how do you kind of turn this idea of mixed abilities? Like, how do you sort of tie that into the whole creative process? I think the that's a really good question. Um, integrated dance just refers to um, dance that it. So I think for me, there's a there's a key difference between integrated dance and inclusive dance, right? Uh, for me, in, inclusive dance is dance that includes everyone but doesn't necessarily treat everyone on um equal footing right you're there but you're not an equal participant you're not necessarily an equal participant you're not necessarily an equal contributor but you're there you're included integrated for me refers to more of a, a position of um uh of equality and equity in terms of creative contribution um how we how we bring that into the creative process is i uh, i again the 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 soundbite version um is that we believe and i believe and i think that this is i've taken this into myself just as a core of my own creative practice is that every every the cool thing about All Bodies Dance, or one of the cool things, or many cool things, but the cool thing, the coolest thing is that we build choreography based on what each individual body is bringing to the picture and how each individual body moves, even on the day, 
right? We, you understand, we all understand that a body, everybody moves differently. Yes. And everybody moves differently every day. And we don't see that as something that needs to be worked around. We see that as something that offers choreographic potential. Um, I have a particular style of movement. Um, every dancer that I work with has a particular style of movement. And there are no, as opposed to sort of like uh, the the commercial, what I see as the commercial perspective on synchronized dance and bodies moving the same way, so, you know, similar bodies moving similarly, bodies moving in unison. We, I mean, it's not that we don't do unison work, but I find the unison work that we do much more interesting because we bring a different lens to the concept of unison. Uh, when when we say, say, for example, if we're going to build a movement around, you know, uh, circling the left arm, the people that we work with are not going to make the same arm circle uh, or circling, even to make it simpler, circling a limb. The folks that we work with are going to circle limbs differently because their bodies are each so individual and different. And that brings, uh, uh, I think, a much richer lens or an idea of unison than, say, for example, a, a chorus line or a ballet troupe. Right. You know, so that's that's how we that's how we build choreography. It's from it's from this idea of integrating um, whichever bodies we have present on the day. Right. You I mean that was sort of my experience in, in in exploring the site. This isn't about inclusion. This goes far beyond inclusion. This is about creating something that's that's very different. This whole mixed ability concept is is more about celebrating the differences as opposed to, like you mentioned, working around them or developing something that caters to a specific range of motion. You guys are doing something completely different than that. And I think it's, it's, it's really quite amazing. There are, I mean, thank you. Uh, there are a couple of different companies in Canada and, and, and some internationally that do similar things, but um, I, I, you know, we're, we're, fairly unique and fairly original in the context of in the Canadian context on the Canadian landscape. I, you know, we don't identify as an organization, as a company made for people with disabilities. That's not how we, that's not how we brand, you know, that's not, that's not how we identify. The name of the company is all bodies dance. We are for all bodies. Um, and, you know, and we recognize that all bodies, professional, community, old, young, uh, you know, uh, whichever body you're bringing, whichever, whatever experience in performance, whether it's none, like some people, you know, this is your first dance class, or this is your first, you know, opportunity to move like this, or you have 15 years of professional performance experience, you know, we work with folks that 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 run that gamut from from, you know, and and just to be clear, to be to make it super clear, the people who have that performance experience, those fifteen years, are not all standing, quote unquote, able-bodied folks. I'm one of those people. Right. Harmony Rose is another one of those people. There are lots of other. You know, we don't. That's not the distinction. We don't. We don't 
draw a distinction between professional standing dancers and amateur or community seated dancers. That's not the distinction we draw. We don't draw, for, for all intents and purposes, we don't draw distinctions at all. Right. And I think that that is, you know, that's why... That's why, as much as I joined uh, All Bodies, whatever it was, eight or nine years ago when it started, that's why I stay, right? I, at this particular point in my life, I'm fortunate to be able to identify more as a wheelchair user than as a person with a disability. Um, And I don't tend to, uh, you know, I, I... I'm in a place where I'm sort of trying to find myself in community as I age and as I develop an experience. Um, I'm still trying to locate myself in the community of folks with disabilities. I've never had trouble locating myself in the community of all body sense. And that's why I've kind of stuck around. Right. That's nice. I, I love I love the 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 way that you're expanding on 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 dance and and bringing it to more people, bringing more people into it. Um, you know, it, it, it really, you, when you were talking there, you, you really reminded me of an, of an old friend of mine who's, who's passed now, but uh, my friend Jeannie Robinson, uh, she and her husband wrote a book called Star Dance years ago. And uh, she, in, in that book, they talk about zero gravity dance. And um, uh, she was able in uh, like around 20, 2008, uh, they actually got, enough funding together to go up in a go up in a plane and drop them so that they could experience zero gravity and experiment in in zero gravity dance so so as you were talking there i was i was thinking all right we got to get these wheelchairs into a plane (laughs) (laughs) i'm down and drop them (laughs) absolutely let's go but that's you know i that's why i love the arts i feel and that's why i really feel like if if anything's going to save the world it's going to be the arts because <laughs> you know it's in no, no it, in no other field <laughs> would would this come about the arts can and should be inclusive you know when, when you were when we were you were talking about about um you know the idea of all abilities um it's it's almost like you know each different dancer depending on their range of movements it's almost like they make up a different color if if we were sort of to compare this to like a painting it's a different color that creates a greater work altogether um you know in a performance and i don't know i just, I just think that's that's just really amazing yeah, yeah it's, it's adding depth, it's adding depth. I, I mean i still find myself absolutely just even in rehearsal or even in community classes absolutely fascinated by Say, for example, uh, you know, we have a, an older gentleman who's, I mean, he's a senior citizen. He, he doesn't identify as disabled or anything like that, but he's hes really just sort of getting into the idea that his body can move in particular ways. And in class, when I get a chance to observe, I always find myself gravitating toward him because he has super articulate feet, <laughs> you know, and he, he is never really considered his his feet he's never really paid attention to what his feet are doing he's really he's really into his arms he knows what his arms do and he likes making his arms do things it's interesting but he doesn't pay attention to his feet i actually as a as a wheelchair user who sometimes i i'll dance between my chair and the floor i'll dance half in my chair and half out of my chair and all kinds of strange things but i tend not to pay attention or as much attention to my feet my lower extremities as i should it was interesting to see him 
to see him pay so much attention to what he's doing from the waist up, but his feet are doing these wonderful things that he's not even aware of. And, and it was, it was interesting for me to like pay attention to him in that way that he doesn't pay attention to himself and just see this beautiful unintentional improvised choreography that he was building um, with a part of himself that he wasn't even paying attention to. Wow. If you, you know? pointed that out to him, if you, if I did. you, oh, you I did. did. Okay. Uh, and, and how did he receive that? Did it, did it, did it cause him to focus more on it? Did he, did it, did it, you know, did he, did he tighten down immediately as soon as he uh, started paying attention to it? it was... He It's an interesting thing. He started to focus and I was like, oh no, I broke it. I ruined him. Um, <laughs> uh, and then he let it go. Nice. And then he let it go. And I think, you know, in terms of, watching his growth and it'll be a pleasure for me to watch him grow um i would love for him to find a balance between the parts of himself that he pays attention to and the parts of himself that he doesn't i've been working to find that balance for years for most of my for most of my career in performance um but it's it's interesting to watch it on somebody else so in general how big is the program how many dancers do you do you have or, or does it kind of fluctuate it does fluctuate, but it is quite big. Um, we have grown from like, I think one or two classes, um, one or two days a week to a class of some sort virtually every day. And these are community drop-in classes. Plus we also have, um, you know, we also have rehearsal periods for particular shows that we're doing that are sometimes, you know, like, everyone in a class or everyone who wishes to participate can come and be in a performance. And then sometimes there are smaller pieces that we build for professional shows and touring. Um, but our, 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 like our full open door contingent of folks, oh gosh, more than a hundred people, I'm sure. Um, wow. Our, our core folks. I mean, you could see a lot of us on the website. Um, uh i would say our core is about 20 folks but but the community arm is huge and getting i think bigger right so and and what kind of things do do generally do you work on during classes is it is it is it more like about improvisation or is there choreography that is generally worked on or does it depend we will do uh we will give uh like we will offer suggestions say for example something as simple as um moving and stopping in space right um it's it's a really simple score everybody move everybody stop but it it uh it really works on things like spatial attention um like staying connected to the folks in the room um uh, however you like to move you can move however you like to move but when everybody's moving everybody's moving when everybody stops everybody stops right that's like the most fundamental um score movement score that we'll offer and then we'll we'll work on articulating parts of the body or we'll work on shaping we'll work on um like uh, quality of movement so we'll use um uh, we'll use adjectives to generate movement or we'll, we'll, we'll offer things like, say, for example, leading with the head as opposed to leading with the feet or leading with an elbow. What does it mean to there? And there are much more technical ways to get to these same things, but we as a company under, um, 
the <laughs> under the fantastic leadership of uh, Naomi Brand and Carolina Bergenzoni, who and they've both done uh, training under a gentleman in uh, I think he's in Europe now um, named Alito Alessi, and Alito has um, developed a kind of way of uh, way of articulating fundamental dance concepts without using dance jargon. Um, so we we do invite sort of a fundamental foundational principles of dance, but we invite them in language that makes, you know, layperson sense. When you bring on some new dancers, um, do you kind of have to work with them a little bit? It seems to me that everybody that comes in is going to have a different range of motion or they're going to have a different way of, of moving. Do you kind of work with them to help them develop their own style? Yes and no. Um, yes, in that we we offer we make those offers and we often try to pay attention to to remind folks to pay attention to the parts of themselves that they don't often or to to uh to engage the parts of themselves that they don't often engage yes but we don't you know we don't actively work with folks and make suggestions um you know by virtue of our invitations folks will do things like oh, a big one for me um it's always really interesting when you have people who sort of like think of dance as a thing you do upright, a thing you do on your feet. And then there's a thing that happens. It, it honestly, it's usually me who, who will, who will do something like I'll be in my chair and then suddenly I'll be on the floor and people will be like, Oh, I'm allowed to be on the floor. You know, I can dance in, I can dance vertically, but I can also dance horizontally. I can dance any plane in between the vertical and the horizontal. Right. Um, so when you, when you, there's usually a dancer, uh, one of the more experienced folks typically who will, who will by virtue of doing something, um, give permission or open a plane of movement that some other folks in that room don't really, haven't really considered. And so right. they can, it's not that we make suggestions. It's that by example, folks can see us, the more experienced movers, or sometimes just the bolder movers who are like, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not always the more experienced folks. Sometimes people just dive onto the floor and it's great. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, you know, folks see and folks learn by, by example, folks learn to, to shift attention by example. It's not like we sit there uh, in the front of the class and say, like, remember that you have a left side as well as a right side. Right. Right. So for me, that's the thing that I have to, I'm left-handed and, um, and I'm, uh, and I have cerebral palsy, which means I'm exceedingly left dominant. So for me, it's, uh, it's a challenge sometimes to remember, oh no, I can go to the right, <laughs> you know? And that's a thing that I have to, to remember that I have two halves that can dance together and independently of each other. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but it's, it's when, when somebody takes, it's, it's kind of a, a by example thing because somebody takes an invitation that we, we offer and they do something really cool with it. And everybody else in the room goes, Oh crap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> look at that. Um, and that's like when that light bulb goes on, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm an educator too. And that's like one of the things that I live for as an educator is to see somebody else make that connection to be like, I can do it like this. And it's great. <laughs> yeah. And well, and that's such a, a very different approach than a lot of conventional dance, right? Because can quote conventional dance 
um, it's it's kind of it it is very instruction based. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's very very you know this move then this move into this move, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's very you know coordinated and and that's what generally people think about when they think about dance classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I love this this idea because. It's also, I think that that probably lends itself very well into this idea of mixed ability because it's not about, oh, you need to get to this level in order no. to participate in this dance. It's more about finding your space and finding your own movement and working with the other dancers to sort of create a bigger picture. I was going to say 100%. 100%. I'm going to say 98 You're right. 98%. 98% that. The 2% is that we do also, if you, if you would like technique, um, if you would like to focus on building a particular sort of series of articulations, if you would like to engage that way, we can also help you engage that way. That's, that's more of the sort of um, professional, uh, sort of the company, the core company. However, we're in the process of defining what that means. But like, you know, that's, that's more of the sort of performance arm of the company that deals with things like technique, but we, we do have the means to, to teach that as well. Um, but for our community arm and for folks who are just like, I'm going to come down and give it a shot. It really is about finding your own movement style and your own movement vocabulary. And just sort of like, I want to use the word relishing, relishing those moments where you figure out, or you see how, whatever it is you're offering is working with whatever it is. Everybody else is offering. It's so it's, you know, Eight, eight years down, and it's still so cool to me. Yeah. It's still so cool to see somebody realize what it is we're after, and how it is we how it is we yeah. work together. It's so neat. Yeah, because I was going to ask about that, like, because I'm sure that on on occasion, people who are first coming in, it must you must almost kind of have to deprogram them a little bit in terms of like what they might think a conventional dance class is, or Mm -hmm. even like the pressure that they might put on themselves to think, oh, you know, like I have to, I have to be, you know, coordinate with what everybody else is doing, or I have to move in a way that's similar to them because that looks so cool. It it must take a little bit um, for somebody to kind of just loosen up and just be able to just embrace that part of themselves. It does. Some people will just go straight for that in the first class. Um, for some people, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come at all. For some people, I think for the majority of people we work with, it yeah, it takes a few classes, right? It's like any, it's like sort of training and retraining any thought pattern, right? Um, people do, you're right, people do come in, even people who come to see our shows, audiences come with a particular sort of preconceived notion sometimes of what dance is. And then they watch us do what we do and they're like, oh, hmm. <laughs> you, you know, you can kind of see that changing, but it works It works with, with for people in the classes too, right? If, you know, give it, uh, give it a few classes. Um, yeah, as a joke, uh, I said one time, one of the, uh, one of the women that I work with, uh, she's actually kind of in a managing director uh, role now, but, um, she she came she came along to one class and she was recommended and she it you know it really sort of stuck with her after that first class and i said to her afterward i was like ah we got you now you can sort of like you'll never leave (laughs) we you know and you can sort of see the people that 
it really resonates with and 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 there's always that hope that folks will come back you know people who are like almost there almost almost letting almost willing to let go of whatever it is or almost willing to dive in all the way we meet people wherever they're at right we meet people wherever they're at but there is a hope from the other side where it's just like come on back give it another shot come on back come on back come on back and if folks come back for that third or fourth class you can see things opening up right even yeah. on a on a on a on a really kind of fundamental level a lot of folks who come both uh, you know community and professional dancers however you want to sort of make that distinction um for me it's money <laughs> you know like are we paid to do it or are we not right. um but um but you can you can see you can see people yeah you can see people opening up to 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 what it is to what it is we do and again that's 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 sort of the that's the pleasure point for me yeah and so what does a class look like for a first timer coming in do you just have music playing and everybody just starts moving or like what what happens so that's a really good question we'll normally start with uh with a warm-up which just means uh i like to think of it as sort of getting yourself in your body and arriving in in the space would you know we invite people to you know circle joints to to get in contact with themselves by you know uh physical touch and massage you know just like like you would warm up say for example like you would warm up before a, a workout right right you stretch and you do you know so we invite a series of stretches we invite a series of locations of the self uh to get in touch with like breathing or physical musculature, get in touch with any parts of your body that might hurt on the day or need a little bit of extra attention, we can do that. And then what normally happens is we'll start, well, I mean, we'll start, what we what we start start with is an introduction of ourselves, because that's really important, I think, for us. The ritual of the circle is just we introduce ourselves individually. We say a little, um, a few words about where we are, how we're feeling, for me, when I introduce in the circle, if there are any new people in the room, I always mention that I do dance in and out of my chair. <laughs> if I'm on the floor, <laughs> I mean to be on the floor. I'm not hurt, you know. But I also say I'll also invite people to, in the context of a circle, I'll invite people to, if I'm not in my chair, you can go ahead and sit in my chair. You can sit on me in my chair if you like. You can do whatever you like, you know, in the context of me in my chair. Um but there are other dancers who are who won't check in and say, for example, you know, I'm not cool with anyone sitting in my chair. Please don't, you know, I have trouble with touch. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also 100% fine. Like I said, we meet people where we at and we out where they're at, and and we always give that chance to sort of check in and say where we are on the day, and then we'll do the warm up, and then the warm up sort of proceeds organically into um, into a first offer which is often sometimes about moving through the space as opposed to standing in the circle or sitting or being in the circle together. We'll start moving through the space and then whoever's facilitating class will make an initial offer. Say for example, um, to move, however it means for you to move in uh, to move in response to the architecture of the room. So people might start moving along the walls or might start playing over and under and around chairs, or some people walk on the tables, uh, you know, kinds of, all kinds of wacky 
stuff, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever sort of organizing, uh, responding to the architecture means. Uh, we might do something, we might then bring the focus back into the body and talk about like uh, shape making, right? So draw a, draw a square, like draw a square in the space with your torso or draw a square in the space with your nose or draw a square in the space with a room on the back of your head. We always try to like engage parts of the body that are, you know, less than typically engaged with. Um, and, you know, it, it, class just proceeds forward um, just based on a series of invitations that sometimes build on each other and sometimes don't. So was this all, I think you said, like Naomi and I forget the other woman, was it Carol? Oh, Carolina Bergenzoni. I should mention as well, we did have a, another sort of founding member who has relocated uh, to other parts of BC. Sarah Lapp was the original co-founder. Uh, she's Sarah Born now, but Sarah Lapp was the original co-founder with Naomi. Uh, Carolina came on, I think, a couple of years in. And then we have kind of a, uh, like a small fleet of instructors who facilitate the classes. Right. And so when Naomi went over to Europe, like this gentleman that she, I guess, learned from mm -hmm. this, this is all, is this something he created, this structure of, of dance? I think, I mean, I think other people, um, and again, I don't know a, a huge, so maybe I'm going to say, don't quote me, but I'm sure. being recorded. Um, I think a number of people had had worked on developing that language and that vocabulary. Okay. I think Alito formalized it in a way. Um, but I think that said, a lot of us who have who have learned, I mean, Naomi learned from Alito who and Naomi has come back to 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 teach, you know, to bring his teachings. But mm. she has also developed a lot of her own vocabulary and we as a company have developed a lot of our own vocabulary so we don't there's no like there is no there's like no guidebook there's di yeah, yeah there's no alito less like dictionary right you know it it, it he, he he was a jumping off point he was a beginning just to get all smart about it he was a beginning lexicon an introductory lexicon i think for the vocabulary and then we have all taken it uh to to include or to and adjusted it as as befits our practice. That's interesting. So, how often do you guys have performances? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, pre-pandemic, um, we were. I mean, we would have a number. Of, we would have probably two or three sort of like community shows a year associated with various community festivals. Um, and then we would there, you know, probably another three or four, five times a year, we might get invited to, to, as a, you know, to do a few of, of our smaller pieces, our sort of our touring repertoire. Right. Um, we like every other arts company in the city and in Canada, and I would say, I would argue in the world right now are in a process of rebuilding. So our energies are focusing more on our kind of infrastructure and how we want to grow forward, knowing that we are, we're living in a different arts ecology now. Yeah. You know, the answer to that question about how often we perform ha will, will change, has changed, will change, is changing. Right. right. So, um, so I would like, 
you know, in, in sort of my ideal world, we would, we would have more performance. We would make more pieces, smaller and larger. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's, to be honest, that's my professional training talking. That's, you know, right. gotta make, gotta make stuff. Yep. I come from a very sort of gotta make stuff mentality. Um, it's changing a little bit now as well. I'm, I'm finding different value post pandemic. And also as I age, um, I'm finding different value in the community aspects and the bringing together of folks and the, and the creating of something that is valuable for its own sake, you know? Um, but, uh, but I still have like that whole, that whole show must go on. Gotta make, gotta make shows, gotta make, gotta make stuff. Um, I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever get rid of that. That's too far in there for me. (laughs) So, uh, but, but, you know, um, to come back to your original question, uh, we have we have a performance coming up uh, on Family Day. It's kind of a just a free sort of a drop-in performance. Anybody oh, from cool. within the company, anybody from the community who wants to come and dance can can come and dance. Um, uh, I know we're in the process of making something for chutzpah. I know, like we've got a couple of festival uh, festival offers coming up as as festivals are once again a thing in town right. um but yeah uh i don't know if i want to answer like how many performances we we normally have because i, I feel like that answer uh, that would change totally totally fair so because i'm really curious about the the process of putting together a performance i, I watched on your youtube channel i watched a, a really fascinating uh clip um, about a project that that you guys did years ago called See and Be Seen. Yeah, it was our first, uh, I think, our first show. Yeah, and it was it was fascinating and showed a lot of sort of behind the scenes, and and how it was all put together and it was, it was really fascinating. So I'm kind of curious about when you are putting together a performance, how how collaborative is that whole process when it comes to the choreography? Do you kind of work with all the dancers who are in that particular performance and you everybody sort of brings their own together or is it do you have a main choreographer that just puts everything together well okay so so the way it um the way it has worked and again you don't know you're talking about our first show and that was many many years ago but um when we were doing larger shows and we may or may not do that again in the future but when we were doing larger shows it would be a case where um Say for example, uh, I have I had a couple of smaller pieces in that show, um, and uh, I built those. I choreographed those with myself or with you know the few dancers that I was working with, um, and then the that piece um, is sort of inserted into the larger progression of the show, and it's uh, it's Naomi's job as artistic or it has been historically Naomi's job as artistic director to say, for example, assemble those pieces and to act in the, in the process of choreographing them individually to act as outside eye. Because in a lot of cases, in, in, in many cases, um, we are inside our own work and that's, you know, that's, that's a hard place to be in terms of seeing how the work actually reads on stage. Um, and so Naomi would come in or Naomi or Carolina or anyone really from sort of the, the more established company would come in and act as outside eye and offer, offer notes. Um, for the larger, like the full company pieces that you m- must have seen on the, on the clip, um, yeah. that's, that's mostly Naomi. 
uh, Naomi has uh, Naomi has a particular eye for larger, spatially engaged company work. That's part of her style, and so she's she's kind of the best person in the space to um to 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 articulate or to help folks articulate that. I have a a very small and focused eye when it comes to uh, the way that I like to choreograph and the way that I like to dance. Um, I like. I like two dancers. I like three dancers. I like small, intimate duets. Um, I tend to to move toward um, unexpected physicalities, often make sort of the centers of, of my pieces. Um, um, but for the larger community stuff, that's Naomi. That's That's a large number of bodies moving in space. She has that particular lens on things. And, uh, and, I don't. So even choreographically, the people that are sort of at the at the core of the company, we each bring different sort of choreographic sensibilities that we can then sort of put on, uh, put on a piece. And when you're putting together a, a piece that is so much about sort of interpretive and being in the moment, is it is it kind of true that no one performance is really ever the same? Hundred percent, and that is that is why it's interesting to me. Um, like I said, I came to Vancouver wanting a career in film, and film is you know you do a bunch of takes and you right. assemble a thing, and the thing is whatever thing you assemble is going to be that thing yeah. forever, right? Part of the reason, and theater is a little uh, a little a little different in that you know each as much as a sort of a traditional theater show is is scripted and um, directed and is fundamentally the same every night with the exceptions of of you know something more experimental or kind of pick a path style theater um <laughs> you know we have our pieces uh, our pieces are choreographed to uh, to a given score um but sometimes the what is choreographed are the rules or the sort of the param I'm calling rules, the parameters that we dance by, you know? Um, and sometimes what is, you know, if it's, if it's more sort of strongly choreographed, uh, more sort of strongly set. Yeah. It, 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 they are fundamentally the same every night, but dance for me, and especially not, not, not dance, but the, the dance that we do, because it's so based in improvisation, it can be drastically different every night. We have, you know, we we're very good as a com as a company, at least sort of the performing company. Um, we we are very good at um, like adaptive structures. Do you know? So, we, right. if if someone. Um, uh, if someone is supposed to be in a particular spot on stage at a given time in drawing a piece and that person is not there for whatever reason, we're all very good at, at picking up that, you know, at, at accounting for that. I was going to say sort of picking up the slack, but that's not really what it is. It's, it's, it's working with whatever is present on stage right. at a given time is what it is, or working with whoever is present in class at a given time. So we have, we're all exceptionally flexible um and i think part of the thing that is just so compelling to me is um is the 
I don't use the word lightly, but sort of the artistic magic or the choreographic magic that happens when something unexpected happens. <laughs> um, uh, you know, another short story. I think we were doing um, we we're doing a piece. What was it for? I remember it was on Granville Island, but I can't remember what it was for. We we're doing a piece um, uh, in one of the sort of the the op- the community spaces in Granville Island, and another dancer came up behind me in such a way as to knock me over, and I was like, and then I was on the ground, and and but it, you know, sort of the the my theater muscles go like, oh God, I gotta you know, how do I fix? But then I. I was like, okay, well, this is now, this is now part part of the piece. <laughs> I, I'm I'm on the ground, <laughs> you know, and that's the it show. Turned, yeah, this is the show now, and it and it turned out to be so cool because because that's kind of like, and 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 part of what made it so cool is that the rest of those dancers in that space. It was a uh, you know, I think there were like twelve or thirteen of us in the piece. Um, I fell over. And no one did anything. No one did anything. And I'm, and it, people people in the audience go like, are they going to, you know, that you can feel it in the audience go like, what? Are they going to help him? What's happening? What's going on? Is that, you know, is that part of it? And it makes such an interesting social commentary because, of course, we're all trained to run toward, even me as a person <laughs> in a wheelchair, we're all trained to one, run toward the person who goes down. And they you, they didn't do anything. And part of that was because they knew that I knew how to go down and they knew that I knew that now this is part of the piece. <laughs> so like everybody in that space, there was just a, and this is, this is as much as folks come in and like, and drop in and do classes and think that's great. But, but those of us who've been dancing together for a long, long time, we trust each other. We trust each other to take care of our own bodies. We trust each other to be there. We trust each other to, announce or acknowledge when we're hurt and if nothing comes then oh this is what we're working with right. he's on his back do you know what i mean like <laughs> it's it and 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 that became a really again a really sort of magical part of the show yeah. and that's that's what we do it what we do as a company it lives in the spaces that we need to adapt to um for each performer and for each performance. You, you must really sort of build up a real level of, of trust among, you know, the regular dancers that, that are dancing together a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, you know, to, to, to bring it outside of the art piece. Um, I moved to Vancouver and Vancouver is a real hard city to, to break into sometimes, you know, um, especially when you move, uh, sort of for in an academic context and you have these really great friends for the length of your academic program and then you'll go your separate ways and then pump all of a sudden you're you know quite lonely um it, i found all bodies and i've worked with a bunch of i've worked with a bunch of like bunch of theater companies a bunch of uh you know a bunch of makers in town and you get really close for the duration of a show right all bodies was the first uh the first time that i sort of kept wanting to come back uh, to these folks and continue making work with these folks sort of without that invitation to come back. I, I wanted to return and, um, uh, I got married, uh, some years ago and, uh, m- my wedding party was mostly with the exception of one person, 
it was mostly made up of all bodies folks like they're my people <laughs> I, I, I can i can go and make other work with other companies and other artists and uh I, because i feel like i i have a home um artistically and creatively with all bodies and i think a lot of that has come from over the years the amount the amount of time we've spent together yeah. the amount of crap we've like had to deal with and just just that trust that comes uh yeah that trust that comes knowing that your people know you as a performer and that you know them as performers um and every time still just to bring it back to the community every time someone new comes it's not like oh someone new is coming and sort of parachuting into an established thing i mean one of the things that i value most is uh is how welcoming we are of new folks and it's not a case case of like you know the the sender is closed do you know what i mean and yeah. and ev it's not that at all it's 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 uh you know folks come in and the first thing i want to do is like invite them to before before class is even over the first thing that i want to do is invite a person to come back yeah. because because it's become artistically and personally you know it's become really important to me and it's the thing that i can point to um where i can say like regardless of who sees the work uh, how many, uh, regardless of how many butts we have in seats and how many eyeballs we have on our screens or on our stages, the work feels valuable at each stage because of the people that return to it. Yeah, that must be so rewarding, right? Like to to watch new people come in and for that light bulb to go off and, and for them to like realize that, yeah, this is the, you know, this is going to be a really incredible experience and yeah. an incredible community. This is a place, right? Yeah. This is a place. Yeah. And I think what I, you know, what we really sort of value is this is a place where you're welcome. And this is a place where whatever you bring uh, has space, you know, however you are, whatever you're bringing on the day, whatever movement you have in you, this is a place for it. And it's a really beautiful thing to watch people realize that that's more than something we say. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you come back for that second or third class, um, people go like, oh, no, they're, they mean it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so, cool. So we're, we're a local group. You're a local group. Um, mm -hmm. Are you aware of programs like this in other parts of the country? Yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's us. Uh, here and there's Propeller in Ottawa. Our uh, our co-founder Sarah Lapp, our one of our original co-founders, she now runs in Kelowna. She runs um, Exploration Dance. The, there was there was Momo Dance, but I don't think I'm I don't know that Momo is uh, is still in uh, is still active. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a huge pool. It's not a huge pool. Um, there is uh, internationally. There's Alito Alessi. Uh, Kenduko is in the UK. Uh, Axis is in um, uh, Oakland. Uh, and we've all done work, or many of us at All Bodies have done work with Axis. Some of us, or many of us, have done work with Kenduko uh, as well. Um, yeah, the the the. It's it's not a huge it's not a huge pool. There could, there's definitely room for the pool to be bigger um yeah. and yeah. as we 
uh, as we grow, and I can't say grow in terms of size, but as we develop as an organization, we've had uh, we've had chances to work with some folks across Canada and and sort of plant some seeds, um, which has also been really valuable for me as an educator and as a maker. Yeah, I, I have to really thank you so much for for coming on. And <laughs> um, I mean, it's an it's an incredible organization. Um, I'm I'm anxious for you guys to do a performance because I really I want to come out and see it. So. Um, where can people find out more information uh, if they actually want to do a drop-in or if they want to keep an eye, like like me, uh, keep an eye on uh, any upcoming performances? Where can they go to, to find out more? We're on, uh, we're on the socials, um, and, and links to our socials can be found at the company website, which is allbodiesdance.ca. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, come back anytime, especially if you guys are putting together a performance. Uh, we're happy to, to have you back on and to talk about it. We'd love to. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care, guys. All right. Take care. It's hope for you yet, Flurry. Me. And load you up <laughs> Load you up with that hula hoop and the, and the tutu and send you in. I don't know, Rob. I was, I was thinking more along the lines of, uh, you know, maybe there's somebody out there who could turn us into dancers. Well, there you go, right? Yeah. yeah, but see, you can already dance. That's that's the key takeaway. Oh, you can already no, dance. No, yeah. you can yeah, already move. That. Yes, oh, that's oh, you listen to what oh, Adam can, was saying. You I can, can move. move. <laughs> I can move, but yes. Ugh. No, that's such. It's such a cool concept. Heck, I wasn't kidding. And when I first, at first glance, I really just thought, okay, well, this is. I get, I get what the gist of this is. And then you start to read and you start to uncover more, and you realize that they, it's something completely different. That's that's really quite beautiful. This could deepen the pool, as he was saying. You know, we we need more of these all over the you know the continent, all over the world, for that matter. Hopefully, one day. I I, I get the sense, though, you know, from talking to him, from having you know, the experience that he's had with this and, and the experience that others are having in this, that this is, this is something that's bound to expand. And, and, yeah. and I would think probably fairly soon, I think we'll see more groups like this. Yeah. Building up and, and um, you know, more, more of a base of, uh, of performances. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, especially, you know, as the idea of inclusion and diversity, you know, really, really starts to, to gain traction more and more. Uh, yeah, I think that that this is it definitely, you know, has the potential to pop up a lot more of these all around. So, yeah, I kind of liked his definition or his distinguishing between inclusivity and integration. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm I'm kind of hemming and hawing on this whole inclusivity term now. Should we be actually saying integrate, integrated, or yeah. is inclusivity yeah. still? what we're aiming for i'm unsure yeah. well it's a, it's a whole other podcast episode we give a round table about that <laughs> that's because it's a, that's a valid question it's it's actually it's kind of true um you know it's not about it's not a you know with with this it's you know it's again it's not inclusion in the sense that it's not about workarounds it's not about oh right. we'll build something specifically for people in chairs right um you know, not that there's not value in that. I mean, sure. you know, we we we've been trying to get uh, what, what's that? What's that all-girl um, chair dance group down in the states that we kind of tried to get on the show for a while? The Rolettes, right? I think they're called. I mean, you, certainly there's. I mean, there's all there's value in that sh for sure as yeah. well. 
but this is it's this is just something really different that I think is really more about just celebrating celebrating diversity as opposed to um, you know again like tacking some sort of accessibility solution onto something like a, a dance group. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. There's there's hope for us as a human species yet. <laughs> the arts will save the world, as you said. Yep. Yep. They're going to keep pushing. So? They're going to keep pushing boundaries. That's that's what the arts do. They push boundaries. They challenge assumptions, and and that's yes. that's what we love about yep. them. Yep. Well said. Uh, all right. Anything else to add before we get the hell out of here? Nope. Not a thing. Time for all dinner. All right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Where can people find us? They can find us at atbanter.com. They, hey, Steve, how many of those Doritos are left, incidentally? <laughs> how many of those oh. Oreos are left? <laughs> they, okay. They are sitting directly beside my desk here, and I have piled up so much neglected paperwork on top of them that I don't even think of them so much as snacks anymore. They are merely an object in place. <laughs> Next time you're leaving your house, bring them over. Okay. There you go. Uh, we'll deliver uh, them to Rob. Well, I'm not getting all of them. No, no, no. We'll, we'll portion them all out. And, yeah. You'll kill me. Um, <laughs> just find me on the floor two days later with just like Dorito what, dust. Oreo. Yeah. Dorito <laughs> dust all over my shirt and white Oreo cookie filling all over my face. Uh, hey, <laughs> they can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell at atventure.com. All thanks to Steve for renewing the. Oh, did you renew? I saw that. I saw your email. Yes, the the email has been renewed. Saved. Saved. And and if you're not one of those people who uses email, but instead uses social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes. There you go. Indeed. All right. I think that is going to about do it for this week. Big thanks, of course, to Adam for joining us. And we will see everybody next week. week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. 